Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Okay, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I'm Rick Hyland. Got an exciting topic today. I'm going to talk about purpose at work. We've been talking a lot about it with clients on the value for employee and client or customer retention and loyalty, therefore increased profits because of purpose at work or defining or having a clear purpose or mission statement. I'm using the two terms interchangeably. And of course, this is one of the steps in the eight steps to execution excellence. You can find more about that on my website and the teachable course that I put on with those 10 excellent videos uh, with help from Pierce Twos. Thank you very much, Pierce. And so the eight steps are just as a reminder or do a, as a small business, do a strength, weaknesses, opportunities, threats analysis, a SWOT analysis, define your purpose. And that's the one we're going to go into in depth today. Define smart goals, leading indicators, action plans, visual management and tracking systems. And then what's your cadence? What's uh, the monthly reviews and the weekly reviews? And how do you set that up to crush your goals and accomplish a 25% improvement in your business results? But today's topic is purpose. We've been talking a lot about that. And uh, I hope to inspire you to relook at your purpose statement or mission statement, or if you don't have one, to define that. And so we're going to kind of answer the basic questions of what, why, how, and then maybe talk a little bit at the end if there's time on the importance or how we as individuals, if you're not the leader, how you can live with purpose at work. So as a, as a real place to start or a baseline or a backboard, if you will, the definition of purpose is the aim or goal of a person or organization. What is a person or organization trying to do or become? But that was a good way out of Webster, one of the dictionaries to kind of look at what exactly is purpose? So um, I've done <clears throat> some cool research here and found some excellent studies, Harvard, LinkedIn, et cetera, um, McKinsey, uh, that show the power of purpose. If you don't believe me, uh, listen to this. Research from the EY Beacon Institute and Harvard Business School shows that companies that lead with purpose are more likely to be profitable. Point number one. Point number two. Um, from a 2016 global report from LinkedIn. It's entitled Profits, uh, Purpose Brings Profits. 58% of the companies with a clearly articulated and understood purpose experience growth of at least 10%. 42% of the companies not prioritizing purpose in the past three years decreased in revenue. Point number three, as if you need more motivation to go out there and refine and or establish clear purpose. This is from uh, McKinsey Quarterly by Susie Cranston and Scott Keller. The power of purpose and meaning at work. And basically the context of these quotes are, they're arguing that IQ, EQ and MQ, so intelligence, um, emotional intelligence and uh, meaning are the three things to really drive productivity and profitability for your business. So here's the two quotes from that study. While IQ and EQ are absolutely necessary to create the condition for peak performance, they are far from sufficient. When a business environment MQ, meaning quotient, is low, employees put less energy into their work and say it's just a job that gives them no more than just a paycheck. Second quote from that studies, 
uh, that study. The executives interviewed in the study said that when employees and teams that have IQ, EQ, and MQ, they are five times, 5X more productive. Wow. Okay. So let's look at some of the how or some examples, first of all, before we jump into how as a small business owner, you might want to uh, re-clarify or uh, define a purpose. So let's start with uh, the easy example, if you will. Uh, Jobs and Wozniak at Apple. You know, it's one of the largest companies and most successful companies in the world. But everybody remembers in the late 70s, it started as, uh, well, actually, I read an article. They argued it didn't start in the garage. But anyhow, it started small. Um, and Jobs and Wozniak, their first purpose statement or mission statement read, Apple is dedicated to the empowerment of man. Wow. Mic drop. To making personal computing accessible to each and every individual so as to help change the way we think, work, learn, and communicate. So many authors and consultants uh, have been talking about Apple as the prime example of a company that, yes, has good products, yes, works hard, yes, is smart, yes, but it drives all the success through meaning. Remember those, for those of you old enough to remember jobs in the early days, they were the anti-IBM. They stood up at their marketing meetings or annual meetings with jeans. What did he have on? A black turtleneck, actually, I think it was. And IBM was still suit and tie every day, every day, everybody. And they were the anti-IBM was for business, what Apple wanted to do for home computing. And their vision was to get the power of the computing on everyone's desk. And at the time, I mean, it seems... Yeah, duh, today. But at the time, it was revolutionary. And they were a bit of the anti-establishment. And they wanted to bring all this intelligence and learning to man and to the home. And, to the, and so you can see through the power of meaning, they drove just, you know, and great leadership and great products, all that, of course. But it started with purpose and meaning. So, okay, that's an easy one. Google's an easy one. Yeah, all these high-tech companies that are changing the world. Maybe those are easy ones, but what if you're a commodity business? What if your your product is a commodity business and your clients are arguing about nickels and dimes? So I've got a, an example that a, a gentleman that I worked with, Greg, over 35 years ago, who's actually my first client as a coach and consultant. And um, he and I've cited him in a couple other uh, videos and, and things in the past, but he was the best example of, I mean... Uh, a two by four, there is nothing more commodity than a two by four. And uh, he had the ability, besides being really good at execution and never miss, missing a monthly business review, he had the ability to bring into his team at his monthly meetings and his weekly meetings context from all the stakeholders that would make meaning for this unionized employee. Like one of the ways that he would do it, he would bring in a customer. And tell them why it's so important, the quality of the product that they do. The next meeting, he would bring in uh, Habitat for Humanity and talk about the, how their lumber was being donated and used in a couple of homes around the community. Um, the next meeting, he would bring in somebody else to kind of realize and talk through the importance of the quality and what they're doing. And uh, I'm happy to... Uh, share that this made a massive impact. Greg's consistency with the uh, business cadence, the monthly and the weeklies with KPIs, action items, all that kind of good stuff. 
and always bringing in purpose and meaning and why their work was important and using positive recognition as a tool drove that business and uh, until he retired and I don't know the stats since then he retired a couple of years ago but that business was always in the top one two or three in all the categories including profitability they were able to charge more for their commodity product because of quality because it was backed by meaning and purpose and what their hourly employees their unionized employees were doing was important and he, every meeting he had, he strove or shared examples or illustrations of why what they were doing and made a difference in the community and to the world. So, yeah, and there's all sorts of businesses in between. So let me share a couple of others. Um, my son and son-in-law work for a company called AwardCo. It's a cool little employee recognition software piece that they uh, have automated recognition. And it's really cool. Uh, it's one of the fastest growing companies in Utah. And their purpose, their mission statement is, we celebrate the human connections, talk about meaning, formed when giving and receiving meaningful recognition. Nothing about customers, nothing about shareholders, nothing about profit. We celebrate the human connection. So every decision AwardCo makes, every person they hire, every product they add, needs to be connected to that mission to celebrate and help human connections to give and receive meaningful recognition wow what a purpose uh another example my oldest son uh him and his partners uh run a company called candle warmer it's a giftware business uh, well how do you differentiate that through purpose uh here's and they're a fast-growing company as well uh, at Candle Warmers, we strive to become a world-class home fragrance company by wowing our customers with innovative, game-changing home fragrance products and outstanding customer service. You say, Rick, how can you make giftware or candle products or fragrance products differentiated and important to your customers and to your employees? Well, the words world-class, wowing, innovative, game-changing products and service. Uh, can speak to a customer, especially if you're living by those values. Notice always in a mission statement or a purpose statement, there's actual values in there. That's the same for your individual purpose statements, as we've talked a lot about in my book and with many of you. There's also very uh, nested very nicely some of your core values list, listed in that personal and organizational. So, uh, I've highlighted or, or mentioned this a couple times, but how do you use purpose? We've talked about the value of it, the benefit of it, the the the, uh, the ROI in it, if you will, profit pays as the LinkedIn study was titled. How do you use it? Well, as I talked about earlier, it's, it's literally in every hiring decision. It, it can both help you attract quality, intelligent, uh, both emotional and intelligent people that can uh, help you live your mission, and it can help as a screening tool. Are people really into the human connection, the importance of it? If you, if that, boy, if that's your thing, and you understand that, and you've had that benefit in your life, are you not going to sign up for a recognition software company that's changing the automating how we do recognition and making it more personal, specific, and sincere? Wow! In dealing with customer issues. You go back. It's not just a platitude on the wall. You go back to this purpose statement, mission statement. How would we, if we're living this mission statement by candle warmers, world-class, wowing, innovative, game-changing, 
and outstanding customer. How do we react when we have customer problems? Do we worry about the nickels and dimes? No, we think longer term. And then finally, when making big strategic decisions that may require capital or investment to add products or services, it has to help you. An easy way to say yes or no is to look back at that purpose statement, that mission statement and say, is it going to help us with human connection? Is it going to help, help, help us with wow and game changing? If yes, let's look hard at adding that. So anyhow, hopefully you've been inspired in your business and in your life on the power of purpose. So uh, as in always on CI for Life, we love the how. We love inspiring minds with some ideas, some examples, and then share a little bit of how. And I know that you can take that inspiration and apply it to your business. I can't possibly share enough examples with you to fit for your business. So I'm trusting that as I teach you some how and why, that you'll figure out how to apply it to your business of whatever size. So um, the fundamental question you're, you're trying to answer when you're answering the question, what is your purpose, is exactly that. What, what is your business purpose? At the end of the day, to all the stakeholders involved, what is our purpose? It is a powerful question, but sometimes it cannot always pull out the gold, the nuggets, if you will. So here's a couple of uh, secondary questions that you might ask in a small group. By the way, I would never do this with, uh, if you're a single entrepreneur, do it by yourself. Obviously get feedback from trusted advisors. If you're a small team of nine, uh, that's fine. I, I wouldn't do this exercise, at least the first draft with more than 10 people. It uh, becomes too onerous. You can check and validate and verify and get input afterwards. So here's a couple of secondary questions to think about to help draw the gold out about what you're really about that's powerful. Why does your company exist? Is it to make money? Well, obviously it is. You don't need that in a purpose statement. That's already somewhere else. That's driven by your financials. Why does your company exist? To help human connection? To help deliver wow and game-changing fragrance? To help deliver, get a computer in every home? To help make sure people can live their dream of having a, a sturdy house that lasts for years and years and years? What's your purpose? What gives meaning to what you do? Even if it's manual, meager tasks that some people might think somewhere in your operation, what's the greater purpose of what you're doing, right? You know, you remember the story of the stone cutter that somebody comes up, I'm butchering the story, I'll make it the short version, but comes up to one stone cutter, what are you doing? I'm just cutting this rock. Someone told me to do it comes up to the other stone cutter and says, well, I'm building a cathedral. It might look like a rock right now, but this is where it's going to fit. This is what it is. What is your, why does your company exist? What's your greater purpose? Another question that might stir some gold and some values and some identify your purpose is, what makes your company unique? What makes your company unique? Perhaps you're a commodity business. Perhaps you're in a heavy competitive environment. Um, you run a retail operation that there's a million other. What's going to make yours unique? I mean, I am um, <laughs> not eating chicken at this moment, but how about Chick-fil-A? How about the customer service, the friendliness, all the things that they define in their purpose to, to help differentiate them in the fast food business? I went up there with my two grandsons a couple of weeks ago and uh, there was a long lineup in the fast food uh, right beside it. And I drove up to uh, Chick-fil-A and they, I'm not lying, eight p 
people outside in the winter cold, both streamlining car flow and taking orders, following up on orders, making sure that the movement, and then when you got to the front, the actual food was ready. It was just amazing. As an efficiency guy, as a productivity guy, I just about gave him a gold star and stand up and gave him a standing ovation. But I had my, th- uh, well, actually, I think I had all three. I had three little, a baby and two grandsons I was helping uh, take care of for a minute. But man, talk about differentiating yourself. What makes you unique? What makes your company unique? And then finally, another question that might jog you a little bit. What is your the ultimate customer benefit to your desire? I mean, not the product, but what's the benefit? Is it human connection? Is it makes your home better? Is it gives you power of information at your fingertips? Is it a quality home? You know, you get the examples of the ones I've shared here. So what, what is the ultimate customer benefit? So if you brainstorm, simple brainstorm, get a whiteboard out, get a piece of paper out, brainstorm answers to those uh, three questions, consolidate them, try to put them together. Usually uh, organizational mission or purpose statements are between, it's not a slogan. It's not, you know, Ford is job one. It's usually between kind of six and 50 words. So here's the five tips I have for writing an organizational purpose statement. Number one, be specific. And I've highlighted this. Make sure it's bigger than profits. But what is your ultimate, unique, driving desire? Be specific. Number two, be concise. As I mentioned, it's usually between six and 50 words. Wouldn't make it more than 50 words. Then you've got a large paragraph that no one, or paragraphs maybe that people don't remember. Number three, I've mentioned earlier an example, include your values. You're going to find when you answer those questions, what makes your company unique, what's your ultimate customer benefit, you're going to find that values are going to come dripping out. And it's that makes it so cool because then you can go check, are we living those values that we identified in organizational mission statement, purpose statement? And then number four, we've highlighted this in one of the questions. The uh, fourth tip is be unique and inspiring. You know, everybody is trying for customer service. So if you just have customers, exceptional customer service, that's your whole thing in there, that may not be enough. Now, of course, to actually do it is enough because <laughs> a lot of people are talking about it. Not everybody hit it out of the park like Chick-fil-A that one day. Be unique and inspiring. And, and one way to tell that is when you test it with your employees or your trusted partners or, or your customers, does it inspire them? Would it, if you hit this aspirational target, would it inspire them? Don't be afraid. Oh, I'm not doing that yet. We're not perfect. Don't, don't be afraid of that. It's, that's the fifth tip. It's future focused. It's aspirational. You don't have to be achieving it right now. It's a vision. It's a goal. It's a, a purpose for the future. It's aspirational. Don't get hung up that you're not there yet. It's a rallying cry for everybody to get around and get excited about. And that's what we're doing. We're doing something bigger than me or you or making money. We are uh, have a unique purpose to fulfill. So that's the acid test. Uh, three questions to ask once you've started to put together or re-looking at your purpose statement. Does it inspire you? Does it inspire your employees? And does it inspire your customers? And I would uh, uh, give an honest look at your current or new drafted 
uh, purpose statement and uh, see if you can answer yes to that. If not, if, if you can't, go back and test it again. That's a great back test to know if you're onto something here or if it's just vanilla, or if it's just blah, or if it's just what everybody else is saying. And again, don't be too discouraged because, yeah, it might be what uh, other people are saying, but what if you're the only one delivering on it? Wouldn't that be amazing? So anyhow, there's some acid tests or some good questions to check out um, when you're trying to back test or acid test your purpose statement. So anyhow, hopefully this has been useful to you, but I do have one lagging question out there that people ask me all the time. Well, what if I'm just an employee? What if I'm just an hourly employee? What if I'm just the executive assistant? What if I'm just the quality person? You get the idea. It's just, just, just. Then I would say, you know, can you feel individual or what if I have a bad boss, so to speak? Can you feel purpose and meaning at work? Absolutely is my answer. Does it make it difficult sometimes? Perhaps. But what can you do to to, um, bring this kind of satisfaction and ownership to your everyday efforts at the pharmacy, at the post, you know, wherever you may work? And the first answer is, yes, you know, tie it into your personal purpose statement. You know, we've talked about that. You've hopefully, uh, I don't need to say that again, but in chapter four of my book, Live Your Purpose, you can find the triple seven process, seven questions, seven hours over seven days, and you've got your very own purpose statement. That's not perfect, but it's a good draft. So start today. And when you look at that purpose statement and you go in with purpose each day, Say you had values of sincerity or loyalty or service or kindness or honesty or whatever included in your purpose statement or creativity, perhaps. Then find and create in your current job, not somebody else's, not waiting till you get promoted, but in your current job, live your purpose today. Find a way to be creative, find a way to be loyal, find a way to be honest, find a way, whatever's articulated in your purpose. In mine, it's continuous improvement. I could find every day. It sometimes drove people crazy, right? We know with some strengths, (laughs) all our shadow sides that need to be managed. But I, every day I came to work with continuous improvement, trying to figure out in my consulting career and now my coaching career how I can get better. And I love the challenge of that, but it can (laughs) drive people around you a little crazy. And uh, so you have to mitigate, manage, communicate, make sure everybody's on the same page. But uh, it's you can live with purpose every day from your own internal purpose, no matter what your job. Here's a couple other, I've read this great book uh, recently, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shiti. Uh, it's a really good book. Uh, particular, you know, basically he was a monk for a couple of years, and now he's a very successful coach and business personality. But he has a couple of quotes in there that I think can answer this question as well: of Can you feel it? Purpose and meaning at work. It, one of his quotes was: If the monk can find purpose in cleaning the toilets, we can find purpose in our everyday work and life and job. You know, and the story there was, in that case, it was, you know, the monks was, it was about, um, how did he word it, putting down your ego or squelching your ego or finding meaning in the little things to help provide a clean, uh, non-smelly environment for others. It was in service of others. It was squelching their ego 
they found the littlest angles to find purpose and meaning in their work. If you can find meaning and purpose in cleaning toilets, you can find meaning and purpose in your job. Go out and do it. Another quote from his book that I really liked, uh, that I believe in, there's a purpose to be in service for others. There is terrific meaning. Remember the study I did of 1,400 people find out, looked at the happiest people, the band that said they're the very happiest, and what are the habits? Number one, they were daily planners. Number two, they had regular exercise, mostly walking, by the way, but regular exercise in their life. And then three, they found ways to serve and be kind to others every day. It might even be just random acts of kindness, but they found and they're in their job, even as leaders, a way to serve, right? Isn't that a great boss to work for that believes he's a servant leader or she's a servant leader? In service to others brings terrific meaning to life and to your work. So some of this is just a mind for one, you can articulate your purpose and find those values that you really want to bring to work every day. And then two is uh, it's a mindset shift. Even though in the most monotonous tasks, find meaning. So anyhow, hopefully that's uh, helpful and useful to you to think about, well, what if I'm not the boss defining purpose? Can I find meaning, a greater sense of meaning and purpose in my work? And the answer is absolutely. So um, in creating an environment of meaning and purpose, the little things are the big things. Now this, this is, I just want to speak to the leaders, the managers, the supervisors here for a second. So many, the little things you do can help bring meaning right? I've talked about some of the bigger macro things like defining your organizational purpose and then living and make decisions by it. But here's three things you could do tomorrow to help bring more meaning for your employees at work. If you're thinking, oh, you know, it's just our employer. They're not care about it. They don't own the business like they don't have an owner's mentality. Great. Here's three little things you could do. Number one, start every meeting. Or if you don't have meetings, every conversation, first conversation with recognition. First conversation, first meeting of the week, month, whatever. Uh, at RLG International, we used to use the first five minutes of every meeting and coach your clients to start and have that as a standing agenda item. We used to call it R plus recognition. And it wasn't just the boss giving recognition. It opened up to peer recognition. It was so powerful to hear from each other what you appreciate about every member of the team, not just the boss giving and or receiving it. So powerful. Created ownership meaning, purpose, validation, satisfaction in the job. Number two is a really simple one. Show personal interest in their interests outside of work, in their uh, job, in, in what they actually do. Some bosses don't even know what some of the employees are doing. Show personal interest if they have family. Uh, show, show that. One of the things that RLG did so well is flowers on birthday for the spouses or partners. Talk about we got more thank you notes about that than we did about bonuses. And then number three, the third little thing you can do as a supervisor, owner, leader, ask their opinion. Nothing more powerful to create meaning, job satisfaction, engagement, all the buzzwords you want to use is to ask their, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Even if you are, ask their opinion before you decide. And, and as boss or owner, you, you get the last decision. You don't have to go exactly with what, but honor, validate, ask for their opinion in big decisions, little decisions. So anyhow, there's some ideas 
there's about, uh, you know, today we talked a lot about organizational purpose, the importance of it. I read those research papers and, and quantifying the value and profitability from purpose. Taught a little bit about how, why you should do it. Then with this, we just finished this discussion on talking about, well, what if you're not the boss? What can you do to create meaning in your own job? And then finally, as a supervisor, what are the little things you can do, like Greg did at the sawmill, to create meaning and purpose uh, every day for uh, your employees? So hopefully that was useful. My call to action today for anybody listening here that's in business, go out and review or draft your purpose statement. If you've got one already, go back, back check it versus these ideals, these characteristics, these stress tests that I've shared with you today. See if it's compelling and inspiring. If you don't have one, draft one today or set up a meeting today to get your top five people together, whatever the number is, and answer these questions and draft purpose. Well, what do you do with it after that? Well, you stress test it, as we've talked about. You post it. You put it on your email signature. You use it in meetings and big decisions, et cetera, et cetera. Anyhow, I hope this is useful. This has been another CI for Life podcast. Live a life of sustainable, continuous improvement. Goodbye.